0: doing good as I record this podcast, it is May in 2022. For the next number of episodes on Mondays, I'm going to look at various aspects of music decision making when it comes to learning a musical instrument for the first time. What kind of questions should you be asking if you're meeting a new tutor? What goals should you put in place for your skill to become a success? Today I'm going to focus on some questions you might ask a new prospective tutor. And this can range anything from what days are they available, obviously, to their profile and what you should be looking for when you're looking for tutors and you're viewing their profiles, possibly online on the likes of Facebook or other places. Now, given that I have been a music tutor for 20 years, I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly from all kinds of methods of teaching from different schools of music. I have seen the successful student and what they have experienced in their music tutoring days versus the student who isn't very inspired. And I have often asked the question, why is a music student uninspired? Is it the student's fault or is it the tutor's fault? Now, in the next number of episodes, I'm going to look at all of these questions in more depth and give some forms of advice for you to consider. If you're so fascinated by the world of music and you want to choose the ideal instrument or you're so inspired by watching YouTube videos that you just want to get your hands on a musical instrument as fast as you can. The first question you've got to consider is this. Are you going to go the online lesson route, meaning do music lessons remotely online with a tutor, or are you going to attend lessons at a physical location? There's pluses and minuses for each or pros and cons for each. So if we look at the online method of tutoring, obviously that level of tutoring is ideal for somebody, in my opinion, who possibly is of a certain age, maybe above the age of 12, for example, maybe 10 with a push. But I think anything younger than 10 years of age for an online lesson tutoring form of learning That child is a bit too young and possibly would need the parent to sit beside them while the lesson is ongoing or at least have a parent that's tuned into music and knows a little bit about playing of an instrument to help keep the focus while that online lesson is um, going on each week. The physical form of lessons, thankfully, they're coming back into the real world after the COVID pandemic. And in my opinion, I think nothing replaces the real McCoy simply because there is nothing like it being there in the presence of the sound being created by the student. And you can get in there and be physical and showing things and demoing things to that student in the class. And particularly useful this is for those younger within 10 years of age. Now, having said all of that, what I have discovered over the last number of months, that is, well, practically the last year, is that online tutoring holds a very strong place with people who are over 10 or 12 years of age because, let's face it, life is busy for everybody. And for I know for many parents taking their kids out to another location to do another thing during the week, it's very handy and very convenient to just set up the space in the home, have the computer and the internet set up, and do the lesson right there. Now the one thing I would say to this is, it depends on the student if this is a suitable option. If the student is really self-motivated, is great at handling technology, is really wanting to achieve their musical skill and be successful at it, and they're so motivated and so interested, the online system works. But some people aren't like that. They like the physical accountability of somebody actually maybe turning up at their door to their home or having to actually sit in the car and go to location because they've spent money on it and they want that physical interaction. So it depends on the personality of the student or the parent and what time is available during the week and what it allows. Now, some of the questions you should be looking at concerning finding a music tutor is this. Don't get overawed by tutors who have a fantastic performance history. Sometimes you have excellent performers, but when it comes to the tutoring or mentoring side of musicality, they might not be the best because it's just not their skill base. In my world, I see a huge difference between those who have a natural teaching ability in contrast to those who are fantastic performers a tutor a really good music tutor is well educated to how to tutor they have a proven record regarding tutoring and they just have those skills of being patient of showing painstakingly sometimes repeated painstakingly methods of doing something on the instrument that maybe a student might find challenging and having the patience to impart that information in a very compassionate way. That is a real tutor doing their job, whereas a performer is so used to professionalism, they might get very impatient if a student can't get the message fast. So a tutor in my world is a very different type of personality to that who is a performer and who performs exceptionally well on stage. Sometimes that performance stage can be a great tutor and mentor, but it's really when you look at their profile, look for testimonials, look for reviews, look for all of that kind of information to help you make a good decision. I would highly recommend that if you're looking at tutors, that you get tutors who are qualified to either diploma, degree level and above, depending on your level of learning. So, for example, if you're a novice and you're just getting going, you would be ideally placed to get a tutor who knows what they're doing so as you can learn the correct techniques from day one i can't tell you how many students i have met over the years who started learning the piano because that's my own instrument from people who had a few grades just put behind them and when they arrived to me their technique was hopelessly bad and it was holding them back Technique is very important to maintain and build in as a style of new habit into your daily life as you're learning your instrument. So as when you get to learn to handle those keys on the piano or read sheet music and understand what's on the sheet music, that you know what you're looking at and you know the correct positioning of your hand placement. You know how to sit properly with your instrument. It all makes a huge difference, particularly when you get into more complex forms of music down the road. Now, this leads me to another topic, and this is relating to music theory. In the last couple of weeks, I played a video on the podcast. If you check back in the episodes, um, you would have heard the audio clip of a video produced by an examiner connected to the ABRSM or Associated Board of the Royal Schools of Music, where he speaks about this topic, music theory. And the title of the video was, what's the point of doing music theory, of studying music theory? And he goes into an explanation of why it's important. Now, my suggestion is that you should look for a tutor who includes the whole notion of music theory as part and parcel of the lesson period. Or if you're really wanting to get a great handle on music theory, the best way is to take separate classes outside of your practical instrumental learning. And that is exactly the service that you will find at a well-established school of music. So in well-established schools of music, you will have a lesson time solely devoted to the learning of that instrument and reading of sheet music, of course, as well. And then separate to that, you have the music theory element, which I have seen students over the years who haven't taken on the music theory element, and they arrive in an intermediary level or even more advanced level of playing their instrument. But they are so held back because they can't access the music which they wish to play. So music theory and sheet music reading is easily done in small little bite-sized portions and it shouldn't overwhelm you or it shouldn't even worry you if it's done correctly it should just be part of the whole process and it's really enjoyable because you can start to learn how to write music you can start to understand music in depth and start to create an understanding of better higher quality refinement of sound as you go along your musical journey Now, the other thing is that when you're thinking about this process of choosing a music tutor, maybe a question you could ask is what about doing exams? Is that part of the deal? And I would say to you as a student, don't be frightened of exams. It's a great opportunity to get uh, objective feedback on your standard of playing and where you can improve. Now, what has happened over the Covid pandemic over the last year or two is it has really motivated schools of music to provide online resources of examining. And there is now two, well, here in the British Isles anyway, there's two formats of exams. So, for example, you have the traditional examining system, which comprises of your scales, your pieces, your oral tests and your sight reading, which I will go into more depth in a future episode. But you also have this other format of examining, which is really exciting, and it's to do solely with performance where the student is only required to prepare four pieces, submit those through a video format, upload them online and all of that, whereas the other format of exam is a physical location based exam. To me, part of learning music is all about performance, knowing how to play in public and not getting into a situation where you shy away from that. Now, in my own story, I have a huge background or personal story when it comes to performance and the lessons that I learned through that whole process, which again, I will share in future episodes. But this performance exam to me is such an exciting development because it offers the opportunity for any musician not to be pressurized by all these other elements of scales which are very good to learn and sight reading and oral tests and those things which still should be done but it's really getting the musician to focus on this notion of how to play in an environment where other people are listening and getting used to that not every musician is comfortable with playing in public because it's just not part of their personality and then you have other students and musicians who love playing in front of people because it's their personality basis. So I think it offers such a wonderful opportunity to get objective feedback on what you are like as a musician when you are in that mindset of performing pieces that you have dedicated your time to learning. Now, that is something that I would really recommend you to speak to a tutor about is like what opportunities are there for developing performance experiences during the learning process? If not in an exam format, are there opportunities to play at concerts or in group situations when that time comes and so on? Or would you prefer to go the real technical route of examining, which, as I mentioned earlier, is scales, your pieces, learning how to sight read, which is a vital skill, by the way, and oral tests as well all those skills that i've just mentioned such as sight reading and oral testing and so forth are very important to include in the learning process whether you take on exams or whether you don't because you're developing your ear you're also developing the skill of being able to learn to read music quickly people who don't have the skill of sheet music reading because they've never done sight reading practice might find themselves in the future being put into a situation where somebody just puts a book up in front of them of sheet music and they just simply can't play it. In my world when I see that situation I say wow that's a lot of wasted money and time they've just spent and they haven't developed this skill so I think that's another important aspect to take into account when you're speaking to your music tutor. Now, just to recap on this episode, I've mentioned a lot, but just think of this as you're meeting your music tutor, look at their qualifications, look at their primary reason for doing music. Are they a performer or are they really a focused music tutor? Are they educated? Not just somebody out of school who thinks they know how to impart good musical knowledge, which is not advisable, by the way. Um, Do they include things like sight reading, oral testing, opportunities for performance, no matter what way that comes about, whether it be in a small group setting or on a concert stage at some point during the academic year or whatever. And then when it comes to the choice of instrument as well, this is something I forgot to mention, use the summer period as your chance to explore new musical sounds by attending the festivals that happen everywhere by going to concerts and just seeing all the musical instruments and sounds. There are many activities that happen during the the season, the summer season, to help students explore new ideas concerning music. So this is a great time of the year to start thinking about these things because you have an opportunity to do your detailed research and then find the right person for you, whether it be in a remote context or whether it be in a physical context um, in terms of lessons and you just basically start your journey from there. Now, if you have any questions regarding to this episode, you can reach out to me via voicemail here on anchor.fm. You can go over to musicsecretsexposed.com where again, you can leave a voicemail. You can also email me at silvia@musicsecretsexposed.com. I have a number of links left here in the description for your review if you want to reach out to me as well, or if you want to find out more information concerning music theory or the learning of piano, or you just want to have a chat about, you know, all the options out there and you'd like more information. So just go down there into the podcast description and you'll see all the links there. Now, tune in on Friday for the next amazing interview that we're going to have. Um, It's going to be with an Irish musician, and it will be really interesting for those of you who are getting out there and really starting to promote your music and making new albums and this one man's story i'm sure will be inspirational as to what he is starting to achieve as he embarks on this new journey of music creation and bringing it to market so tune in on friday for that episode it proves to be an interesting one until then have a great week and i'll speak to you on friday